I see you're wearing a Deathly Hallows yes. necklace. Can we just talk about Harry Potter real quick? Of course we can. Which is your favorite book? Like, just tell me. I can't like, take That's like choosing a child. I know that sounds like so cliche, but I can't. I can never, I cannot choose a favorite book. I think they're all fantastic. I, just the writing in it, the way J.K. Rowling, like, planned out the entire plot. Like, I'm just, I'm flabbergasted. I was re- I've been reading them, like, I started them when I was eight. Wow. And then I've literally read the series about five or six times since then. So, like, I've just. I so, love, the whole series. Yes, yeah. I love it. That's seven books. Yes, I'm. I'm. Re- I'm one of those people that can continually watch like a movie. Um, I can like I can watch a movie over and over and over again, or I can read like a book over and over and over. I'm. I'm okay with that. So, Harry Potter. <laughs> See, happened. I can watch the movie over and over again. A book that's investment. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I could reread like Americana by. Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, but like Harry Potter, I'm like, oh my god, I already know everything that happens. I know. I feel like I, I, I think reading it from such a young age, I missed a lot of the important things, mm-hmm. and then especially with my background being also in English, mm-hmm. going back and rereading the series, mm-hmm. I just pick up on things that I had missed previously, and it's just like a, an adventure all over again, and I love it. That's so true. You're like learning something yeah, every time. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm Samah Ali, um, and I have a guest in the room. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Karina. Um, and what flavor of steep tea are we having today, Karina? Um, we are having gagomida, which is chamomile. Mm-hmm. Delicious. And what language are you speaking? Italian. Mm. So, guys, Italian steep tea. <laughs> Karina, who are you? Um, I am, I'm Karina, actually. So mm-hmm. my name in Italian is Karina. I am um, a daughter, a sister. I have a sister who's 14 years old. And um, I am a lover of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be probably to sum it up. That's me. <laughs> so you pronounce your name Karina. Yes. Um, how did you... I guess when you were a child, when you came into <laughs> the, we were in a family realm, realm, and then you went to a public realm, the public education, yeah. um, and everybody was pronouncing your name Karina. Yeah. What do you think about that? How do you rationalize that as a child? I guess um, even before attending elementary school, my parents would always introduce me to their friends as Karina, so I kind of got a little bit of a taste of that beforehand. Um, I'm not necessarily an individual that would correct somebody because I know sometimes rolling the R's can be a little bit different and my whole name um so like my whole name is Karina Doriana Gabriele Mm -hmm. so it's just like there's a lot of R rolling and some people can't do that so I respect that um there are certain people though for example like my boyfriend like I'll be like it's Karina (laughs) I'll make him kind of pronounce it that way but I guess growing up I was always kind of I always knew that there were two different ways to pronounce my name and some people couldn't pronounce it Karina and that's just something that I grew to be used to so Mm -hmm. um so you were raised in an Italian household yes tell me about that um so especially growing up um my mom's parents passed away when I was very young but I got a lot of my dad's side um and it was always very family oriented I think that's a common um stereotype about Italians we're always together and I can say at least for my family it's 100% true we were always together I'm very close to my cousins um we there were a lot of 
family get-togethers, a lot, a lot of food. That is uh, not a lie. <laughs> There's always a lot of food whenever the family gets together. Pasta every night. Mm -hmm. uh, we oh made our God, own. What a dream. <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> Especially like when my, my great-grandmother, she makes some of her own pasta. She lives in her basement now, but um, she, she loves to make homemade pasta and just I'm so pumped to go home um, during the summer and like during the breaks just to finally eat the homemade pasta again um, but we had pasta every night there's so much food there's um, something that I remember even from childhood to now my parents have maintained is uh, the Italian music and the Italian channels on Sunday mornings uh, so there will be on Omni there will be like an Italian uh, channel during the morning where like they'll have Italian musicians that are playing and like an Italian kind of um, daily show like I guess that would be the uh, what you'd relate it to uh, where they're just speaking Italian and they'll show off like new Italian businesses or things that are going on in the Italian community more so in Toronto focused uh, but they have done like little segments in Oshawa which is fantastic so a lot of it like my parents were very focused on the old Italian music more so than the, um, the t contemporary Italian music so I know basically all of the artists from like 80s Italy <laughs> which is pretty cool wow so that must have been a very formative part of your culture like just understanding that was it every Sunday morning you listen to Italian music every Sunday morning and whenever my mom wanted to clean she would just <laughs> blast the Italian music and it didn't matter what time of the morning it was I knew that we had to get up and clean if it wasn't on a Sunday that means my mother's cleaning so <laughs> I had to go down and clean with her <laughs> So how did this impact your childhood? Hearing this Italian music, seeing so much family around you, having that homemade pasta, how did it make you who you are? I would say that um, it has definitely contributed to my love of culture and um, especially my desire to travel, which I feel like it's not um, secluded to just the way I was brought up. I know a lot of people like to travel, but I guess just the immersion of both going to school in a Canadian culture and then going home to a very Italian based culture in, in a way it has exposed me to like the understanding of there are so many different lives and so many different experiences out there and my culture is mine um, and the way I live it but there are other people that are doing just as amazing things with their culture they're going home and experiencing a different language like my parents always spoke Italian when I was younger so um, and I took Italian in school but I understand our dialect very very well I have a little bit of difficulty speaking it back but mm -hmm. um, I can understand what my parents are speaking. And I think that to me was just, even at a younger age, I could appreciate so much the understanding, like I knew a different language and what that meant to my family and what that meant to my to my culture, my background and my roots in Italy, like my family that's there. So um, it definitely gave me an appreciation for culture. And I guess it kind of contributed to where I am today and like my program being in women's studies, just um, my love of culture and individuals and the understanding that there are so many different experiences and so many different ways of living and they're all amazing they're all beautiful mm -hmm. um you're coming from a very italian home yeah where you're understanding a different language um you're seeing generations of your family like present with you and then at school like most people would think that you're just white yeah <laughs> how did you kind of grasp between like i'm not <laughs> just like a typical Canadian, like, I am different, I'm Italian. Uh, my best friend had um, some Italian roots, so that was always nice uh, because there would be, like, little things that I would do um, that she would be like, that's that's Karina, and that's obviously from Karina's family. I can, mm -hmm. I can see the relationship, uh, very Italian. Um, I think 
I guess this kind of ties in with school and a little bit with the anecdote. Like sometimes um, during September, I'd be going home early uh, because we'd be making tomato sauce. And that just sounds like such a cliche. Um, but like we have, you know, like there's an entire season dedicated to tomato season for Italians. Like it is just like, it kind of goes like fall, you know, like fall, winter, spring, tomato season. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, like just in between like the summer <laughs> and fall where we would have all these bushels of, Ita- of like tomatoes just laid out on our garage and on our garage floor. And like, we weren't allowed to go in the garage for like a couple of weeks while they were ripening. And sometimes like I'd have to leave school early to like, you know, go home and like, uh, this was an elementary school. Um, but like, I'd have to go home early to like help my parents like wash them. And then we'd like, start the whole process and I I think like some people are like you're going home to wash tomatoes and I was like yes like how is this not but I guess looking back yeah (laughs) I was going home to wash tomatoes I can see where that's a little odd but I mean that's like really that was a staple food for us right like the making like tons and tons of jars of tomato sauce and then freezing them and then eating them with our pasta Mm -hmm. what's it like seeing your culture what you've been raised in just decorated throughout the streets by people who aren't Italian making pizza or (laughs) saying that there's spaghetti in meatball shop and you're just like (laughs) I guess sometimes um I've always seen like the Italian culture in like you know like the little Italian chef with the you know the white hat on I want to say I'm kind of used to seeing the Italian culture in places that are not necessarily Italian especially food wise um in a lot of places, it's just something that I've come to know how I feel about it. And I guess, like, I hope that um, to some degree they recognize the importance of Italian culture and how especially important food is for Italians. So, like, when they're um, saying something's Italian, like, they're really doing the due diligence of looking into how that food is being um, made and, like, if it's true to the Italian menu or the ingredients or, you know, the way they make food. But Do you think it essentializes who you are? To some degree, yes. Um, I guess just because I've known it for so long, um, it's something that I'm used to. Like, I, I don't even know how to separate that part of my identity uh, from one another. So, for example, like, the the concept of, you know, the little Italian chef or the, or the pizza pizza, the pizza hut, right? Like, pizza being, you know, an Italian food. When you go to Italy, like, that's you get really good pizza. I guess, like, I'm just so used to seeing that that it's not something that I can um, even separate from the concept of like essentializing to what I what I experienced growing up. It's just like I've experienced the two together. So I just kind of know them together. How do you understand yourself today, your present, Karina? <laughs> um, I'm not sure if this is a, a specifically Italian thing, but most of my Italian friends have have this uh, where we're not allowed sleepovers. So um, <laughs> I feel like that's all ethnic people. Is it? Okay. I was never allowed to like, sleep over. My, I remember my nonna, like when I was younger, being like, no, honey. Like, I know it's a sleepover party, but no, like you're not going. And I was like, but nonna, all my friends are going. She's like, no. And I was like, mom? And she's like, no. And I was like, okay, then I'm not going. Um, I guess, like, especially moving um, to Western where it's just like in a residence my first year. That was really interesting because it's like a 24-7 like sleepover where like you're in a building with like so many other people and I'm like I'm 17, 18 years old and it was just like it was just like kind of a shock but um, 
me today, like I've learned to incorporate um, the Italian culture, I guess, into my everyday. So I will start playing Italian music sometimes on Sunday mornings. Like I found myself doing that um, just in an attempt to like sometimes, I guess, for the homesickness, but also because it's a sense of normalcy for me. It's something that I'm so used to and it 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 reminds me of like the way I was brought up and who I am. And um, there, there are little things like that that I'll like just take on. And even though I'm away from my house where the, these were things my parents were doing for me, um, like I will start doing them. I think um, when the time comes, like when I finally get my own kitchen when I'm out of residence, I'm going to probably bring in some of my parents tomato sauce and just you know like hello Mm -hmm. um and start cooking with that just the little things um i know food is just i keep going back to food like it really is such a big part of like it's the process of making the food even in and of itself like the tomato season like you know that's that's just such an important part walk me through the process like tell me some of your most like (laughs) like experiential like customs that like you want to carry with you um, definitely a tomato sauce that that's one for well for that it takes a long time because sometimes um, like my my uncle my zio is a is a farmer so like we'll get usually our tomatoes from him so we'll get bushels of tomatoes and then what happens is you have to like lay them out in the garage um, you know usually on cardboard and then you just kind of wait a couple days for them to you know just ripen set in and then the process begins so it's usually a weekend endeavor where you the entire family gets together. Um, usually tomato or usually Italian songs are playing in the background. That's where I've, I've come to know it. And um, so first you have to wash all the tomatoes. So there's to be hundreds of tomatoes. You have to wash all the tomatoes. You have to peel the tomatoes. And then um, depending on who you're doing it with, sometimes we do it differently on different sides of the family. Um, we will like put it through this like grinder that kind of separates the seeds um, from like the actual tomato. And then with that uh we have to boil it and we have to boil it for hours and hours and hours in this massive massive pot um and then after the boiling happens well while that's happening we have to get the tomato jars ready so we have to wash all the tomato jars we have to put in the basil we have to get all the lids and everything ready so like you know the little kids would start you know putting the basil in all the jars and the parents would be you know cutting up the tomatoes and then someone would probably order or make pizza like in the background you know that sort of thing that's happening and it was just like if it was a full day. I mean, it sounds really quick when I go over it like that, but it really is like it's a full, you know, it's a family um, sort of big adventure, I guess, for a weekend. That's what we do. That sounds like a weekend of like a celebration. Yeah, no, it is. And I know that uh, I used to do newspapers uh, in my community back home. And I remember sometimes when I'd be delivering newspapers um, in September, there would be uh, neighbors of ours that would have tomatoes on their garage floor. And I'd be like... I know what you're doing this weekend, (laughs) you know? Yeah, it really was. It was great. Has your culture impacted any religious beliefs that you have or carry? Yeah, so I guess with the Vatican being in Italy, a lot of Italians are Roman Catholic. Like, that's the majority of our... I was raised Roman Catholic. I went to a Catholic um, a school board. Uh, so in that way, I was raised Roman Catholic. Uh, we celebrate Christmas and Easter. Um, and that's kind of just been, like, my religious affiliation. So it's very much so culturally um, influenced. 
Now, in saying that, if if at any point in time, like I would start to stray away from my religion or more my beliefs, it's almost like I'm threatening my culture. So like the two are just so tightly um, interwoven. Like it's to question one is to almost question the other, right? So it's just like, oh, like, I don't know how I feel about this. Well, I mean, it's part of your Italian culture. I mean, you know, like the idea of being religious and Roman Catholic, they're, they're very, um, very much so one and the same for at least my family I can speak on that half mm-hmm. yeah I want to do something mm-hmm. hear me out yep let's unpack everything okay that is Jersey Shore oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> okay like because this is something mm-hmm. that like for most of us this is our exposure to mm-hmm. what it means to be Italian <laughs> And coming from somebody who is Italian, <laughs> what was it like during those, like, I think six years of it being on? I was honestly never allowed to watch it. Uh, my parents, like, we just didn't, I don't even think we actually had the channel. So it's just like, whenever I would hear about it or see it, it would be at one of my friend's house. And I would be like, just just keep it on for a second. Because I'd almost, like, find it, it's like, you know, like a car wreck. Like, I, I couldn't, I wanted to look away, but, like, I couldn't. I was like, what is happening on here? The fact that, like... I guess the whole narrative behind Jersey Shore was like the idea that they were Italian, but like the things that they did and um, how I'm I'm not sure if it was something like, did they usually relate what they did back to their Italian culture or was it just like one and the same? Like this is, we are Italian and we do this. Like, I don't. I think the common denominator, I, this was like a show that I binged. (laughs) Like before binge watching was a thing, this was like my show. Um, And I remember I used to go on to like, watch series or like those early um binge watching channels before netflix was a thing and i would just watch episodes because like, this is so interesting in between seasons when they didn't release it yeah. um and essentially like they were all like the common denominator was that they were all italian i see and a lot of what they were doing they would relate back to the fact that this is like what they know and this is the culture that they were raised upon and it kind of watered down and diluted everything that from people who are more savvy with like cultural awareness mm-hmm. um like gym tan laundry is not a core component in what you learn as a oh, child of being italian like, <laughs> oh, wow. so stuff like that they would kind of correlate it to the fact that they were italian really? whether intentional or not um and there was also kind of like politics as to like how italian somebody was Vinny was like quintessential italian because all he talked about was his mom and like his love of family oh. they're all from a around New Jersey and New York. Mm -hmm. So they had like the typical Italian, like Eastern coast accent. (laughs) Um, They all knew the same food. Like I think culturally they were all relatively the same Mm -hmm. or understood themselves as the same because they are American Italian. Mm -hmm. So when they went to Italy, that was really interesting because they were kind of thrown for a loop. Wow. Okay. So they had an episode where they went to Italy. There was a whole season of like (laughs) Jersey Shore in Italy. And it was really interesting because you saw how American we become mm-hmm. in the Western world. Mm-hmm. Um, how American, how British, whatever you have, whatever is your new host country. Um, and you could see how not all of them knew Italian. Not all of them even heard Italian before. Wow. Um, so most of them were learning for the first time mm-hmm. or like they understood a few words, like a few phrases that they should say. <laughs> they worked at a pizza shop, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> um, so that they can become more engulfed in the culture. But it was really interesting to see how they were so displaced when they, in America, they like valued themselves upon being Italian. And then yes. when they came to Italy, 
they realized that they weren't as Italian that they, as they thought they were, if that's even a thing. That's really interesting um, as a side anecdote. I think there are a lot of ways that my family here in Canada has maintained a lot of the Italian cultures that our family in Italy no longer um, kind of do. Mm. Um, so I think <laughs> that's really interesting because <clears throat> I guess something that's I've struggled with, um, but I'm learning to kind of deal with is like the concept of being both a Canadian and an Italian like how do I approach the world um, having these two sides of who I am and and kind of working with them both and I'm not having a difficult time but sometimes for example um, like I will be referred to as white and where that's true to a degree it's like that's kind of in a way silencing like my Italian culture and, and something that I've been raised with, with you know in such a heavy background so I mean, to see Jersey Shore like that, I guess that in a way, like, um, they have, they've co-opted understandings of what it means to be Italian. And in many ways, I'm sure, like, they were raised with their nonnas and, and their parents and, and, or their guardians. And that's, you know, they're understanding things about Italian culture. And then, I guess, for the TV screen as well, right? You know, kind of extending that to the point of almost satire where it's just like yes like eat what is it laundry gym (laughs) like you know gym tan laundry gym tan not even eating in there um (laughs) gym tan laundry i think (laughs) i think that's really funny actually um and that's really interesting i like the idea that they went to italy just to see how much um, what they knew to be Italian has changed because in a way I can identify that with the way like some customs that we have here in Canada that we call Italian back home in Italy like they don't necessarily do that so I think like that's a really interesting um, little thing that went on wow they sound like an interesting group <laughs> <laughs> I suggest you just watch like maybe a season I would recommend season <laughs> two they already know each other at that point um, or season three season three was lit <laughs> okay. wow this is like I think just 14 sure? 15 year old me coming back <laughs> I really liked what you said about the cultural customs that you guys continue Mm -hmm. here when people in the motherland are no longer doing. I think that's something we could all identify with because our parents or whomever left that country kind of have that rose-tinted romantic view of what they know, right? Mm -hmm. So what they know is what they know and that's what they are going to be practicing here compared to the culture in that country, which can be evolving and people no longer do this. People no longer listen to this music. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're still listening to like 1980s Italian music. That's essentially like, even when I think about it, like that's, that is the, the thing that I think about. Like the fact that we're listening to like 1980s Italian music. And when we turn on the Italian channel on Sunday mornings, like sometimes they'll have more contemporary music. Things that are, you know, actually, you know, the latest artist in Italy, mm-hmm. that'll be playing. And my parents are like, what is this? And I'm like, this is what's happening in Italy right yeah. now. Like not the 1980s stuff, mom, dad. <laughs> you know, so like that's. That's very true. Mm-hmm. What do you see your future with your culture? Being um, like? Very much so um, continuing the things that my parents have instilled in me in terms of um, a lot of lessons, like the way um, the way I was raised and like kind of, I guess, the way my parents always attributed, oh, well, you're Italian. Um, they had little things like that as well as like the, the language. I really want to continue that um, even if 
for example, if, if a family I have someday um, is not necessarily, you know, like I cannot speak very well, but when somebody's speaking around me, I can understand it. And I'd only hope for like a future family that they're able to do maybe similar to what I have done, even if it's not speaking. Cause I think that's so important because like language kind of offers a different way of looking at things. Language is like a, a different experience. Um, it, it offers like a different way of understanding different words. Like there are certain phrases in Italian that like sound so funny to me in Italian, but like when I translate it to English, I'm like, what is this? This <laughs> makes no sense. So like idioms and stuff, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, like there are little things like that um, that I'd really hope to carry forward into my future and just like the love of the culture. And I really hope that continues because there are a lot of beautiful things that have I've seen the Italian culture and I've experienced with my family that I, I could never imagine letting go. The concept of, you know, coming together and, and the importance of like food and, and language and music and continuing that. I really hope that future me, if you're listening, uh, future me is, you know, like really very focused on the things that I've always known because I think it's easy to lose them sometimes going to a place that's unfamiliar with you or that you're unfamiliar with and just kind of you know putting the past behind you but there there are little things that have made me who I am like you know where I'll do you know the listening to Italian music sometimes on Sunday mornings um, even though I'm not with my parents you know there are little things like that that actually they really have contributed to who I am today so but it's bold and packed How can people contact you, Katrina? Um, they can contact me on Facebook. Uh, that is something that I'm always on. Uh, and if they'd like Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> mm. So what are your handles for IG and Twitter? Kahina underscore G for Instagram, I believe. Um, and then for Twitter, Kari Gabri 3 Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Steep Tea. And thank you, Karina, for like being here. Thank you. This is been such i love how every episode you just find out somebody's attachment to their culture is like through a different outlet and i feel like yours is through tomato sauce i would i would probably agree with that yes (laughs) (laughs) cosine second movement past adjourned thank you guys so much for listening to steep tea um as always you can always check out the soundcloud page to find out another episode and thanks for listening guys it's been a time Please.